Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees. Their multicultural mess and secular scam. Thank you for joining me today, my friends. I hope you're having a great day wherever you are. Um, and and wherever, um, wherever in the world you are. I hope you are enjoying your day, enjoying your week. It is the summer for us in North America. I know it's the rainy season in India and Mumbai is under red alert for extreme high rainfall. Uh, heavy water logging in Delhi NCR. Um, and and um, yes, so it, it is not the easiest of things, uh, but this is a story of life. We win some, we lose some, we stand together with each other, we remove the labels as human beings, we can be better. Uh, you do not need the communal violence of, um, of the opposition that pretends to be victims uh, but actually is the instigator behind the communal violence. You do not need the finger pointing. Uh, you just need to be peaceful and calm and you put out your hand to your neighbor and you will get a hand in return. Um, so today we're going to do something called the legal apartheid. What is legal apartheid? Where the government sanctions a division between communities um, and uh, discriminates legally between uh, groups only to create the divide and rule. And then they'll put the communal label on you. And this is all done covertly. And overtly, they pretend that it's a legal law, but covertly, it's apartheid. So it's called legal apartheid. Now, let's start with today's uh, happenings in the last week. If you're following events in the United Kingdom, um, there is a huge um, um, protest going on. It was brought about by someone called Nigel Farage. Now, if you know Nigel, Nigel Farage is, he's a former... MEP, member of the European Parliament. He was elected twice, if I'm not mistaken, or more than that. Uh, he stood for seven times for a member of parliament in the United Kingdom, never won, but in the, um, he was a member of parliament in the European Parliament. And he was a um, hardcore Brexiter. He was, he had, uh, you know, uh, he had um, risen the flag for Brexit and supported it. He was the initiator of Brexit and he got his dream come true and the European Union, uh, the Brit Britain um, exited from the European Union in 2019. Uh, it was a great day for him. Now, you can be a Brexiter, you cannot be a Brexiter. It's your call up and down. It really has no issue on the thing. But he is a staunch uh, nationalist for his country, obviously. He wants to stop immigration, which every country like India wants to stop immigration because too much is too much, which is right. He wants to stop illegal immigration. Uh, he is against the government's debt load. 20 years ago, or 30 years ago, the, European, the British debt load was zero. It's $2 trillion today. $2 trillion, uh, sorry, $2 trillion. Pounds. I mean, where did $2 trillion go? Um, and he has been bringing up these issues for so long. He is a social campaigner, uh, but people don't like him because he tells the truth. He tells, uh, he's right on the target. He's not a, a woke, um, you know, f a scamster. He is not, uh, he, he doesn't talk. He's not politically correct. He goes straight to the point. And he's more than often right. Um, but obviously, you know, you have people who absolutely, dis who, who, who are flat earth. 
Uh, he looks uh, and, and who don't like him, but he, he, he understands cycle, he projects in advance. He understands that we are cyclic, the economy is cyclic, civilization is cyclic, and he understands that. Now, because of all his views against Islamic extremism, Brexit, uh, this transphobia nonsense that's going on, he's not against Muslims, he's not against tra uh, trans people, he's not against anyone. But when you misuse something and use it as a scam, as a front for something that's going on behind, it's even worse, then he's against it. And he is correct in pointing things out. He's correct in saying that they got an illegal immigrant crisis where, you know, it's costing the British taxpayer, what, six million, seven million pounds a day, uh, a day or a month? I don't know exactly. I, I'm not 100%. I don't follow British politics to the T. But anyway, he, because of his political views, he has been debanked in the United Kingdom. In November last year, his bank, Coots, uh, which is a, a part of the NatWest group in, in the United Kingdom, debanked him, sent him a letter, debanked him. He waited for two months, uh, tried to find another bank, decided what where to go, and no one was taking him. So he went public. He asked people around and realized that he was not the only one who was debanked because he was... He he was just given a letter and said he was debanked uh, and no no reason given. That means... In the United Kingdom, the law allows you to debank someone, to close their account. He's been there for 43 years, he says, and he was um, debanked. But you can do that only if you have uh, under financial, um, you're doing financial um, fraud, things like that, money laundering. But not for any other reason, you cannot debank someone um, just because it suits you. Uh, let me tell you something. They, his bank, uh, who is the royal, who is actually the has the royal stamp, is the bank from the United. Uh, is is literally the bank of um, of the royal family. I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, they have closed his account now. He questioned. He didn't get anything. No answer. He said, "Well, there's no answer. We just closed it." Uh, he inquired. He made complaints. He went higher up, uh, and he went public with it. And because he went public, because he had a voice, and he said it was embarrassing, but he had to do this. And he said he's been contacted by thousands of people, you know. And he seems like there are more than ten thousand people who've been debanked. Ordinary people with no political background. Um, and uh, finally, he went public. So the government and the bank was forced to give a reply. And in that reply, he said because of his, they said because of his political views. Now, you're not allowed to, when you have freedom of speech and freedom to have views, you're not allowed to debank someone just because you have views. Unlike what they, the, the Prime Minister of Canada has done to the truckers and some of the truckers, which is actually illegal, but under certain laws, he can do it. He can pull that law and do it. But under this, I mean, unless you're a dictator, which apparently the Prime Minister of Canada is trying to be and control the media, control the academia, control what you study, control your voice, control everything. And he can, he can debank you by the laws if that goes into that function. Uh, emergency laws. Um, now, some people are calling him, uh, you know, dictator, but again, this is your opinion, whatever you want to say, but it has been done in Canada again uh, under emergency laws, which is absolutely disgusting in any form or size. 
It's like saying, okay, I don't like your political views, I will cut your, uh, your hydro, your electric current, uh, your gas bill or your electricity bill. You need electricity heating to survive in North America. If you don't, you will die. You can't cut off someone's heating. It's the same way for banking. You can't go anywhere without a bank. You need a bank. But they've debanked him. So he, they asked him, they gave him a letter saying because of his political views and, and, and they, they used the word Brexit several times. And I think they call him uh, uh, racist or he was or phobic or blah, blah, blah. Don't know exactly what the words were, but it is public. His, the letter given to him by the bank. Um, later on, it was found that he, the, the CEO of the bank, of the group, banking group, spoke to a high uh, position um, investigator or you know, official in BBC, you know, how BBC is, the hypocrites that they are, the disgusting corporation that they are, um, they absolutely, um, sh- apparently the CEO of his bank, okay, of his banking company, um, gave some personal information to BBC, um, and told him that it was, uh, the debanking was because he fell below the wealth limit. That means you have to have a certain limit. Now, BBC went and published it the next day. Now, you're not allowed to do that. The basis of banking is um, client, uh, client uh, um, confidentiality. Client confidentiality with any bank anywhere in the world is the basis of your bank. Trust. If you don't have trust, you cannot, you won't have a bank because people put their money with you because of trust. You remove the trust, you've got nothing. And that trust to build takes so long but goes so fast. Giving the information that someone's bank account was above or below limit or whatever reason you used um, to, de- uh, to, to say he was debanked is against the law. Now, that went one step further. So not only did they debank him, but they, they gave out his uh, banking information. Now, they had to apologize saying the information given out was incorrect and, and, and wrong, and they apologized, but it let out a firestorm, and the CEO of the company had to resign because she broke client banking, um, client lender uh, confidentiality, which is against the law. The, because the bank is owned by the government, partially the, the government put pressure, and what happened is now they realize that there are thousands of people in this position and Nigel Farage has still not got a banking account. Thousands of people, small business owners, have been debanked for precisely the same reason. If they can check your social media page, they can check anything for you, um, they can just debank you. You know, next thing they'll say, oh, well, if you don't agree with us, uh, we will stop your electric bill, your electricity bill. And they will put in new laws. All they got to do is put in laws. They'll, they put in laws and there you go. You can do anything you want. I mean, who's to say that you can't change a law? You have, you have majority votes in government. You can change a law. You can change any law. Who cares? They don't care about you. They want power. Power means complete and utter slavery. They will, they will, get, they will be slaves, lock, stock, and ba- you will be slaves, lock, stock, and barrel. That's how slavery happens. 
slavery doesn't happen just because you have chains. Slavery starts with the removal of your freedom of speech, to have an opinion, to challenge an opinion, to disagree with opinions and provide different solutions, look at different options, look at the 360 degrees and not only the angle that you want because you are in power. That is what a democracy is. Democracy doesn't is not debanking someone. That is legal apartheid. So legally, they have they have the ability to uh, debank or to uh, alienate someone or to uh, um, discriminate upon someone on the basis of their opinions, social media pages, social media opinions, um, your position, your political position, your political views, your ideological views. Now, they wouldn't do it for a Muslim because the first thing, you know, the whole Muslim Islamic world would go, oh, uh, Islamophobia, it's against him because he's a Muslim. First thing first, they have no guts to do it. Then they wouldn't do it against a gay or a trans person because if you're, if you're gay or trans, oh, transphobia, gay phobia, this phobia, uh, they won't say they will use the typical defense mechanism to camouflage what they're doing, uh, even though there is multiple fraud. But a white person in Europe is now a European, is now considered cheap, is considered a, a disgusting person, is considered a colonizer, considered a racist. At the moment you are uh, fair skinned, you're automatically racist. Automatically, that is the new CRT p- position, the woke position, the woke. Uh, way of thought, the cultural Marxists who, who now think that their values are superior uh, than anyone else. It's a, um, a renewal of the f- ancient feudal ways. The ancient feudal systems, which this, where the feudal law decided who you were, what you were doing, and that you were superior or inferior, and that was the caste system. The caste system was a feel lot on the top, um, and and all the slaves below, or the or the lesser uh, or the dukes um, below, and the slaves below them, uh, and yeah, and so that was the that was the European caste system, the feudal system, okay. And of course, they like to say that it was in India, which is a lie, a tug lie, but. Cultural Marxism is a new feudalism, long and short of the story. And they can debank you, they can legally, they can create legal apartheid. They just label it as equal equality platforms, e- equality laboratories, e- equal society, uh, um, you know, all equity, um, all these fancy garbage words, but it's just woke feudalism where their value is on the top and they think that just because they got fancy labels that supply them with this feud with this equality uh, agendas secular multiculturalists pluralistic agendas it's just a word it doesn't stop the currents it doesn't stop the waves it doesn't change the mentality the mentality is power camouflaged by fake narratives and they they put their laws on place they interpret the laws through their wokeism and get, there you go you are now their slave and so that's called legal apartheid my friend now that's what's happening in europe in the united kingdom as we speak uh, 
let me see, tell you what happened in Manipur was exactly the same. But why did it happen in Manipur, the violence? Because they think they have put in the heads of the people, the secular state um, who has continued the British policies and the Islamic policies uh, of the invaders uh, by saying, you know, the policies would say, kill the Indian, but save the man. That means take away his Indianness, take away his Vedic roots, take away his Dharmic heritage, and rebrand him as a woke Marxist, of, uh, unrooted person who has no root. So a tree that has no root will die and will fall, and they, they can plant their own fancy garbage plastic trees and pretend that they're very green, but they are useless. Um, and that's why they are a frivolous society with drugs, uh, war, criminal, incitement of violence. And the only thing they have is fake victimhood where they invent and invoke labels. They throw the, spit the labels on you and pretend that they are victims. But behind those fake labels, the, the narratives and the propaganda that they spread, they are inciting violence galore. Okay, uh, so they've already labeled every single Hindu, anyone who used the Hindu template or says, I'm a Hindu, I'm a Dharmic, I am a Sanatani, automatically you are a communal, uh, you are a, a communal, automatically. You are majority, so you're communal. So they have decided that you are, you're causing the violence. They have spread this narrative and propaganda that Hindus are bad, Hindus are caste, Hindus are feudal, Hindus are untouchable, Hindus are Dalit. They're the ones in the society, but in the real caste, the real feudal lords are the English educated elite of the country. The, the absolute hypocrites, uh, as I like to call it, because yes, I was part of that nonsense and that's why I had to leave. Uh, so the Manipur violence is because this elite thinks that they still rule the country and uh, they have convinced themselves and convinced the world that as, as long as you have the label Hindu, you're automatically communal, you're automatically a fascist, you're automatically violent. And the moment you give someone the label of, you know, Minority means it 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 um, it uh, um, cleans your your yourself of any crime. Your slate is clean. You are not the problem. The problem is always the majority. As of all the majority everywhere, it works in the majority of the of the country uh, in regional areas. Like you know, in Kashmir you have um, in Kashmir you have the Muslims who are a majority. But it doesn't matter. The entire country uh, is is. 80, uh, only 80% or 78% Hindu, so automatically the Kashmiri people are weak. Uh, even though the, there's nothing to do with the Hindus from the south going to the top, but no, the Kashmiris are weak. So this is the narrative and propaganda that they spread. Absolutely disgusting people, but um, this is what the establishment, the people are not the problem, but the establishment. This is called a legal apartheid. Now in 2011, and you can, I will put this link in my, in my paper, in my podcast. In 2011, Sonia Gandhi, just listen to this, the Sonia Gandhi-led National Advisory Council put up a draft communal violence bill. Okay, listen to this, communal violence bill, which is called legal apartheid. So, um, 
the council members have said that the law is intended to blame the majority community in the country in case of attacks on a non-dominant group, but to ensure the administration works impartially. That's BS. So they said... Um, so they said the communal targeted violence spreads mainly when public officials charged with protecting and preventing such instances either fail to act to do so or bias manner. Uh, the UPA official think tank led by the Congress Italian president Sonia Gandhi, who is a Roman Catholic, has come under the attack from the BJP, blah, 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 uh, the um, for churning out a majority uh, minority appeasement bill. Okay, this draft bill proceeds on a presumption that the communal trouble is created only by members of a majority community and never by a member of a minority community. This is the, the bill, my dear friend. It's called, you can look it up, you can research it, National Advisory Council, led by Sonia Gandhi on the communal violence bill. So basically, it presumes automatically you have a label, it's not your energy field that decides. It's not your, um, it's it's not your currents and your waves, your your history, your your, uh, you know. It, it has. It, they believe that your labels define who you are, but not your currents and your waves, not your metaphysical energy. So this is how ignorant the Marxist Roman Catholics are, because Roman Catholics and Marxism doesn't go together. But in this case, it does. Because Sonia Gandhi is. Oh my God! I don't even want to go down that road. I used to like her. I even voted for her. I felt sorry for her. What she went to for her family, and I still do. But I, no, listen, it's over. Um, you need a bill to covertly discriminate against a group of people just for the labels they have, which is telling you only one thing, that she absolutely hates Hindus. She doesn't say it overtly, but she absolutely hates Hindus. So that hatred is causing the violence. She's pushing and pushing the majority. I mean, you've got to be absolutely bloody ignorant. She's pushing the majority. She is... If she went to a Muslim country and did this, she would be hacked. If she went, if a Hindu went to uh, Italy and did this and have a communal violence, blaming all the Christians and the Catholics for violence, they would be hacked. Uh, you go to the USA and, and, well, not the USA, you go to any other country, you go to an African country and say all Africans are, are violent and savages, you won't survive. They kick the Europeans out. But in India, she thinks she has the gall and has conveniently she and a political party, starting with her um, uh, mother-in-law and you know mother-in-law's father, that anyone who is Hindu automatically is 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 um, is communal, is violent, is ignorant, is untouchable, is caste, and and these relics of these colonial invaders and people who came after it's because they're fair-skinned because they speak english because they're highly educated can give moral values by discriminating by legal providing legal bills which run a legal apartheid on the majority of the people just by the fact that they have a label that does not submit to the hangover of these colonial invaders so 
They, their colonialism was not successful. So this is round two of their colonialism by labeling you a savage, by killing the Indian in you and saving the child to rehabilitate you as uh, you know one of their uh, colonial thugs or weaklings where they will feed you, with, they isolate you from your native roots, feed you with a narrative, oh, you're racist, you're Dalit, you're racist, you're uh, communal, you're violent, you're caste, feed you with lies about your heritage, uh, make you a hostage of their negative energy. And then afterwards, right off the bat, um, they use you, uh, they, they, they invoke bills, they, provide, they will issue bills, which will make sure that you will uh, stay on this isolated from your community. You do not go back to your roots. And if you do, there is a legal law to prevent you and, and imprison you uh, just because you have the Hindu tag. Now, this legal apartheid in ancient Roman Catholic times was called the Inquisition. That was the Portuguese Inquisition in Goa, Portuguese Inquisition in Spain, in Portugal. This is round two of the Portuguese Inquisition. It's called the legal apartheid. And in India, Sonia Gandhi tried it as the communal violence bill, which propagates that only if you are, if there's violence, even if your parents beat you at home and you're Christian, you cannot go up to the police and say, well, you know, um, the priest is beating me, the priest is abusing me, the priest is, is raping me, or my parents, my Christian parents are abusing me, or my neighbor who is Muslim is raping me. You cannot say that automatically a Muslim and a, Hindu and a Christian is always right. You, they cannot be wrong. You see why the Catholic Church has so much of rape and incest and violence and gang rape, murder, a genocide in their books? You see why? Because this is what they do. This is the Inquisition. They bring about legal apartheid, which discriminates against people, make sure that they have laws to stop you, to, uh, to degrade you, to legally imprison you, and, and, uh, and keep you away from your roots, uh, that you never go back to your heritage. Your heritage slowly dies out and they, will, they, will they rule over you, their genocide over your heritage will continue over and over and over again. It is round two of the Portuguese Inquisition, only this time it's an Italian Inquisition. It's called legal apartheid and it's there. Um, she tried it in 2011 and I guarantee you she's going to try it again. Um, and the Manipur violence was because of that. That They think that the moment they use the minority tag, automatically they get... Um, they, they get a free ticket out of the violence. The violence only, they, they will show the violence only from the time where the Hindus are retaliating. That means selective outrage. The, vi the part where they are the violence, they incite the violence, um, is, is a white slate. They wipe it out. They have no problem in wiping it out. Uh, and they will only start where it suits them to provide you one side of the image uh, so that this communal bill will have a proof, will have justice. And when they come to power, uh, whenever they're ready to come to power, the, the gullibles of the country will vote for them. Automatically, they will say, see, this is the violence. We need the communal bill. 
And this is exactly what's going to happen. So you need to know what this communal violence bill, how it is an, a minority appeasement bill, and it is automatically there to presume right off the bat, from the time you're born, if you're, if you're born a Hindu, you're automatically communal, you're automatically violent, and you have no right to speak, you can be raped, you can be assaulted, you can be abused, um, and a Muslim and a Hindu, and a Muslim and a Christian in a country can never be violent. They are always right, they can rape you, they can do what you want, um, they can abuse you, they can kill you, they can rob you, they can steal you, they can be the mafia. You cannot retaliate, retaliate against them because basically you're the kufar, you're the pagan, you're the heretic, and they are God's gift to planet Earth. They are the only egalitarian people and you are hostage by um, a very racist uh, caste system which is actually Portuguese, a kufr, which is actually a kufr mentality, which is violent and Islamic, uh, um, a Dalit mentality, which is Christian and in the Old Testament. But no, we, it's been planted on us. So legal apartheid is important and to eradicate this fake narrative from the society, propaganda, and on that basis of that propaganda, now they have proof uh, of money poor violence, and then they'll bring the bill. So it is important for you to understand this junction in life. Very important. Legal apartheid is is what the um, Indian National Congress and the UPA is about. Even if they change their name, it means absolutely absolutely nothing. It is a, It's slime. It's disgusting and it's violent and it needs to stop. And I guarantee you that Christians are leaving, Muslims are leaving because we know this has been going on in the country for so long. It is happening in our homes. This violent genocide to take us away from our roots, keep us locked on a plantation away from our heritage and keep us in pain, in trauma, um, in illness and, and in fear that we never rise up to, to to connect to our heritage and free ourselves from this trauma, um, this is something that exists and, and we are leaving because we, we need our peace. We need to go back to our roots. We need to be grounded. We will not live our lives in fear. Um, and that's important to say. So uh, this was my podcast today. Please research legal apartheid. And I'm going to put the link in the podcast. Uh, you can take a look at it and hopefully... You can find your peace and understand what's going on in the country. On that note, I wish you um, a lot of peace. We're all the same. The label may change, but the, but the currents are still the same because we're all the same connected energy. The energy field is one. It, it's, um, it's cosmic. It, it, it encompasses the entire cosmos, it encompasses the entire atmosphere, the metaphysical has no distinguishing, distinct, um, has not distinguished individually, it's all connected, we're all the same, rise up above the status quo and don't let these, um, these uh, fake agendas and fake minorities, fake propaganda divide you because you can heal and you can be free. On that note, I take your leave. I thank you for your support and your time and you have yourself a great day.